Welcome to Ghostwatch 2017, the fantabulous podcast about Ghostwatch 2016. The fantabulous podcast about Ghostwatch 2016. Yes, you heard me. I just said it twice because I messed up the first time. Joining me, me being Coriander Dickinson, are Adam Wasserman. Hello. And Alexi Peppers. Who's not a sentient swarm of bees. Yet. It's weird how you had to point that out <laughs> yeah. right at the start. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel defensive about it today for some reason. Non-sentient swarms of bees generally don't don't make a big thing out of it. It's weird that you would uh, deny it. This is definitely a fallacy. <laughs> it's especially weird because of the bee Gonma, the wasp. Oh, yeah. Uh, so in the context of the show, what you just said might make a little sense, even though it had nothing to do with the show. If we were on that episode, yeah. <laughs> All right. And that was a hornet. Come on. I established that oh. in Ghost Watch, whatever episode <laughs> we were watching it. That was an Asiatic giant hornet based ganma. Uh, I think the Japanese only have one word for bees and wasps, so. Well, good thing we're not speaking Japanese. Is that like how they use the same word for planet and star? They use the same word for mice and rats. Oh. Huh. Although hedgehog's special because it's like needle mouse. Yes. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, this is episode eleven. So, ready? Right. Three, we have a theme song. We have a theme two, song. One episode, episode 11, eleven. Titular, titular character. character. I didn't say it because we didn't establish what it was, and I forgot. Oh, <gasps> I'm sorry. So <laughs> it's, it's okay. I expect you to be prepared alexi you know i have like been coming in close to the wire for this episode closer than i ever have before i literally just finished listening to ghost watch <laughs> i listened to it double speed and i listened to it at 1.5 speed oh okay double is too much but i ran out of the acquired common Rider ghost episodes, which I should have realized last time. Oh. Uh, and the source that I had for them, I went to use and seems to be no longer accessible. So I had to frantically try and figure out where the heck I could get a subbed episode of common Rider ghost. So hmm. I'll have to find a more permanent solution because this solution was to watch it somewhere that interspersed it with cold FX ads every like, <laughs> Wow. Four minutes. Is it because they know you're in Edmonton? <laughs> Maybe. Wow. All right, so I'm going to read the summary of this episode. Then we can listen to the, the theme song. I, I already have my beer, so y'all don't have any chances for shenanigans. But yeah. uh, in this episode of Kamen Rider Ghost, uh, Kamen Rider Ghost gets his wish and wears many, many jackets because he is cold. We were watching a show made of reject Sony R&D. Yeah, that worked fine. Special effects spreading across half a century. Magic ghost shirts, pokeballs, and fanny packs. And despite never leaving Coriander is back, the bestest host that watched Common Rider Ghost has more to say with this replay. Join Adam and Alexi in this meta-fun Rehashing the show that still isn't done 
Enjoy the unseen with Ghostwatch 2017. Definitely going to have to get a changed theme song when we're done 2016. That's, that's going to be like three months from now. Uh, I think we've only got four episodes left. Yeah, but they come out every two weeks. Uh, probably, you know, they're probably going to be some kind of Christmas, New Year's break and shenanigans and who knows. What were your highlights of this episode, Alexi? It was a fairly emotional episode in some portions, and that was, you know, I'm a sucker for that. Makoto had the point where he, like, collapsed on the stairs because he realized that Taco was going to get his wish instead, and he'd failed his sister. And he starts to... And I couldn't tell if he actually cried or if he, like, was starting... He was gearing up to cry. And my notes became very indecipherable because if he started crying, then I was going to start crying. <laughs> now I'm getting emotional too. That, oh no. Is that just a thing that you do? Uh, sometimes. It's especially like if there is like a stoic character, often a guy who like cries, then that makes me cry. Mm. This like sympathetic crying. So mm. it's a close call. Luckily, right as I was getting, like, real upset, I was interrupted by a cold FX ad. And that gave me a, a second to pull myself together. Wow. <laughs> yeah. There was also, like, man, the visual spectacle of this episode. I don't understand. It, it felt like a finale because they were blowing all of their budget. Takeru was flying again. They used all of the jackets. There was, like a ton of um, bad CG uh, metal snakes. Mm -hmm, And just like, stuff was crazy, man. Lots of flying all over the place. I did especially love the shot of all of the jackets like coming together. Yeah, that was super cool, except I totally agreed with Ghostwatch 2016 until it it sets it up and it's like, whoa, what's he going to do? And he just does a kick. And it's especially stupid because Makoto, moments before, had killed one of these things just with a King Tut jacket. Like, yep. he didn't need anything special. But Takeru uses this never-before-seen mega jacket combo to do a kick. Very bad. Kicks are important. The kicks are fine. I was very excited when Spectre and Ghost did like a double kick against Javert. And also just like, man, Spectre and Ghost fighting together. That was very exciting for me. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh, man. And when the Shrine Boys and Inari were on that egg hunt for the icons, and there was like the cutest Oompa music playing, which is generally <laughs> the music that Onari gets if he has yes, like that seat. is Onari's music. Yeah. Oh, I love it so much. <laughs> yeah. And then like Takeru's acceptance of death is almost disturbing with how cool he is with it but it's still pretty nice i guess and emotional he's still a bit clueless he just like smiles benignly at onari and akari as he is like yeah i saved canon instead which basically means i'm going to die i still think that it was his right to make that choice but he's a little insensitive about it <laughs> his friends yeah, he never ever seems to understand the consequences of his death. Yeah. 
No, and like it even like when it was all the flashbacks, I thought, oh, are they just gonna kind of flashback to when Makoto was telling him that he needs to sacrifice and stuff, and just leave out the part that was the anti-sacrifice argument? But no, they, he flashed back to Akari and Donari, telling him like, hey, think about how we'll feel if you die, and yet. Um, so I felt like he was, oh, I was like, okay, he's making an informed decision, uh, I can respect that. But yeah, he's totally not actually considering that very well. But I was just so glad that him and Spectre were getting along. When they finish fighting uh, the big metal snake fight, uh, Takeru just says like, yay, and like holds out his hand for a high five. And then Spectre high fives him and it was, ah, oh, it was so cute. <laughs> Um, I also found it interesting that because I was having to watch it in this other place, the subs were clearly done by a different team. Mm. Mm -hmm. And so there were some like small differences. Like you guys in Ghostwatch 2016 mentioned a line where Yurisen, uh, when he, I always think Yurisen's a she, but you guys use he. Mm -hmm. um, when Yurisen summons the bike, he says, leave me alone, I'm dead weight. But in my subs, it was a line, where is it? Oh, ride over my dead body, <laughs> which I was like, <laughs> that's, Whoa. that's not a pun at all. <laughs> no, it was just like, woof, it was a dark line. So I, I thought it was really funny that like I wrote down that line in my notes because I thought it was so funny and dark and weird. And then when you guys referenced the line in your translation, I was like, wait, it's the same line, just very differently translated. When Takiru went to heaven and there was the kid kind of voice talking, now I'm like, is this yeah. going to have a Mass Effect 3 ending? Mass Effect 3 spoilers. <laughs> in Mass Effect 3, Ian was playing with the Kinect with the voice commands, uh -huh. and he ended up in the choice area, and I yelled grenade. <laughs> And he did throw the grenade. He was just a little too far away to hit the kid. Uh, but uh, oh. I didn't know that was a potential ending at the time. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, oh, post, post update? No. Okay. Yeah. No, I almost I almost killed the child <laughs> <laughs> and ruined Ian's playthrough. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so I'm I sure he had to say there. But no, it was, a, it was an exciting episode. Uh, I I still usually end up catching the previews for the next episode, and the next episode I don't think I can handle it, guys. <laughs> oh, what's next? It looks like Taco dies. <laughs> he uh -oh. like, dissolves on a beach into feathers or something, and there's a oh, lot of like yeah. people being very overwrought and just man, I don't know. I'm gonna need to preemptively get like a blanket and some earl gray and chocolate and just like shield myself from the emotion but that's for next well one. spoilers it doesn't end on episode 12 yeah. I, yeah it's true oh and i had a moment that's right where i was so mad because after the like heavenly eye or whatever is done and the when the icons like fly all over the place. I was so sure and I was so angry that this was going to be how they kept the series going because they'd have to go and re-find every single goddamn icon again. And I was right. like, this is the stupidest way to extend your series ever. I'm going to quit. 
So I was very relieved when... I, I My guess, even though I wasn't keeping precise track, is that at this point they've already rediscovered like every icon that was theirs, plus one icon that wasn't, that Onari found that they didn't have time to like henshin into. So hmm. I, I assume that they did that, so it is going to actually be new icons still. But there should only be yeah, like... I'm looking. Five I'm looking them. at the titles of the upcoming episodes, and yes, I can see. I can see which ones are coming. They're quite significant. Yeah, so it'll be cool. The other weird translation thing was that it included the honorifics, which I brought up in an earlier Ghostwatch 2017 episode. The previous translation was not doing, which sometimes meant it was missing some context. Um, and so I realized because of that, that uh, Onari, when he addresses Takeru, always adds Gono, which is one I didn't know, so I had to look it up. And it mm. means Lord or Master, which makes sense because our translations usually say Master Takeru. Yes. Um, yes. But I, I do find it very curious. I don't know like what it, it's supposed to mean that Onari uses this, because at least... My like Wikipedia reading says that it's not something that you use really in conversations. Like, use it on awards and in written correspondence. Odari sees himself as uh, a, a servant of tacos. He's he's subservient. So yeah, it's, it's like an archaic he, because he speaks he speaks formally. So he uses don't okay. know. That's interesting. Corey, you're you're echoing. Well, I don't hear myself. Okay, maybe it's just on my end. It might be. I, I, I do hear an echo, but I can't tell who it's coming from. Aha. I'm going to blame Alexa. How about both of you, you mute, and I'll keep talking. Oh, it's gone now. Yay. I never heard yeah, it. Yeah, you're fine. Well, I heard it. Okay. okay. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry. That, that, that's, that's what I got. It was a good episode. Um, I, I'm just, like, way too into this show, guys. <laughs> I feel childish in how much, like, I feel like they write these very basic story beats for the kids and I just eat it up. I'm like, oh no, Makoto's sad. Oh, yay, Makoto and Takeru are finally working together. I'm so happy. <laughs> oh man, they're flying around. They're using all their jackets. This is so cool. <laughs> I enjoy simple yeah. things. You're, you're also watching it uh, alone. Yes, mm. and not with uh, the 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 bomb squad to back you mm. up. <laughs> they weren't always like that. This this show broke them. Kate, Kate and Heather. Yeah. yeah. Well, I I think Heather had a slight idea what she was getting into because oh, she watched yeah. a bunch of Super Sentai, mm -hmm. but uh, Kate had no idea and has no vocabulary for parsing it. Like she she doesn't really watch a lot of TV either. Hmm. Yeah, I do find, like, I, I watch most things alone, um, pretty much everything, and I, but sometimes even I would do that on purpose, because I do find, like, especially with friends, like, the more people you get in a room, the less seriously a thing will be taken. Yes. Some Some people more than others, but just generally, like, if you're watching something together, it always seems to slide towards kind of, like, joking about it. I think generally, we could go on a whole tangent, I think that people, in our culture at least, are very reticent to show any kind of like sincerity among like other people. But 
Yeah, and since I'm someone who does like to enjoy media, which I don't consume that often, um, shows and stuff, I mostly play games, but I like to do it really sincerely, so it actually sometimes puts me off to do it with other people because usually I'll be the one, like, stick in the mud who doesn't want to just joke about everything and is, like, sitting there being secretly sad about it. <laughs> sad about the show. Well, the reason I really love Common Rider, the reason I wanted to do the thing is because of the sincerity of the media. Yeah. Like, they, they're all in. They just, all of the characters are 100% dedicated to the reality of the show. They're not, like, there, there is mugging for the camera, but it's not at the expense of the plot or story or anything like that. It's in-context mugging. Yeah. It's just like, Onari is a very exuberant person who acts like a cartoon character, but he's doing it in the reality of the show. It's not like no one else can see him making stupid faces. Yeah, that's really true. And I think that is probably why I like it so much. Yeah, and there's things they're allowed to do, like care about your friends or try hard that <laughs> doesn't really happen a lot in north american stuff yes not in the same way like even even watching some fl like fluff shows like um once upon a time or something like that mm -hmm. it, you still get just i don't know characters that are so jaded <laughs> that they can't relate to anyone else or they're just mean for no reason yeah and i like how takeru kind of falls into an archetype that you would maybe find in a Western show where like, oh, he like cares a lot about all of his friends, but he's also kind of like a bit of a simpleton. Like he's, he is legitimately like quite naive and he does a lot of dumb things. And you can kind of in Western media sometimes have that character who's like, oh, he's got a big heart. And he's kind of this doofus. Um, but like everyone in the show in Kamen Rider Ghost is like that so, like, Makoto, even though he's the tough guy, in the end, given a chance, cares really deeply about people. And same with Akari. Like, she's the science one, but she still cares about everyone. I think Gramps is, like, the only character who does not give a shit about anyone. <laughs> oh, he cares. Oh, well, he hides it well. But he's, he's there being the, the guiding force. Even though he's a bit manipulative, he's he's still he's on the side of of uh I guess the good that's guys. true. Presumably. I don't trust him. I don't trust Gramps. That's fine. Yeah. That's a reasonable perspective. I I so at this point, I didn't check and I, I guess I, I could have How long ago did you record this episode of Common Rider Ghost twenty sixteen? Or Ghostwatch 2016. Uh, July of last okay. year. Yeah, long enough ago that people were still excited about exactly, Pokemon Go. Exactly, yeah. That was the thing. I was <laughs> like, man, has Pokemon Go been out long enough? Because <laughs> I assumed, I thought that these episodes were probably like about a year ago. I guess they're more than a year ago if that was July of last year. Yeah, but yeah, ago. I was kind of like, oh, they're a year ago, and I don't know, time's been passing really quickly for me, so it does not feel like even a whole year that Pokemon Go has been out, so I was really surprised to hear you guys talking about it. But I assumed it had to be shortly after it coming out that everyone was so excited, because 
God knows my dad still plays Pokemon Go religiously, but I know a few other people that do. Heather still plays, and when there's an update, some of our friends get together to, like, try to catch the legendaries or something yeah, that like that. Especially when they changed the uh, the gym system and the yeah. raids started. The major problem locally is that uh, a lot of the gyms are, like, next to where people work all day or mm-hmm. something like that, so there's no chance for you to hold on to something. My dad once just drove through North Saskatchewan and stopped in every, like, beatnik town he came across and took the gyms. He became, like, the Pokemon yeah. god of North Saskatchewan. <laughs> now you don't get a reward until your Pokemon comes home. Yeah. So. No, and I actually got more rewards that way than I ever did the other one. <laughs> and and it was still surprising that, like, h- how quickly someone in, in that town took the gym back. Hmm. There's, like, one person in each town who cares. Yep. There were people breaking into national parks on off seasons <laughs> mm. and getting gyms and oh. stuff. There's also a lot of guys that uh, play uh, Ingress here. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they go out with like cell repeaters mm. and stuff out into the water to get like unique areas. Yeah, the best like success I ever had in Pokemon Go with gyms was that at some point after I had come out. We camped in Jasper quite soon before it was gonna like close the campground. So I took a gym and it just stayed that way for a pretty long time because people weren't really in the park much. Eventually someone took it somehow, but that was great. That was like the, pretty much the only time probably that I held a gym more than for one day. Yeah, the fun thing to do here was... uh have someone basically at home on a computer watching the maps <laughs> and calling out locations and then like just a bunch of people like wandering around downtown going from spot to spot with the different spawn points. The first two weeks of Pokemon Go were amazing uh, working on White Ave because people were super into oh, it. Yeah, I bet. So you'd like pull out your phone and see that there was a Pokemon and like go down an alley to look for it, which normally you wouldn't do on White Ave. But, like in... In the alley, there'd be like 15 other Pokemon people on their phones talking about it and sharing all of the weird rumors people had before we'd figured out mm. like the actual mechanics. Uh, it was super fun. I miss Alley Burger. Oh, man. Oh, too. I keep thinking about it so much. And I just, I Alley miss Burger? It. Yeah. There was a thing uh, at the 100 downtown. The, the chef there would uh, send out a tweet, basically. And you'd go and stand in an alleyway and exchange $5 for a token. Mm-hmm. And then later someone would come up with just a tray of burgers that were just extremely like high-end or creative. And they'd just munch on a burger in an alleyway. Yeah. The first time I went, like, one of the toppings was, like, duck pate. That is... It was amazing. Was that the or... duck duck goose burger? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Or duck, like... It was duck something. Anyway, it was tremendous. Yeah. That's very confusing. Usually uh, arugula involved. So good. This was in Edmonton? Yeah, they have something, I think. Yeah. Yes, they have something similar in Calgary that's like just a food truck. And I'm like, no, no, no. That's not Alley Burger. Alley Burger is you go into an alleyway downtown that's yep. really sketchy. <laughs> yeah. And you stand there with like 100 other people because there's a limited quantity of burgers. Probably in the cold. In the cold. Yeah. This is baffling. It was tasty. 
Yeah. I mean, it is like, it sounds like it's a legit experience. I would do it once. Well, you'd, do, you'd say that and then you'd go and then the burger would be so good that you'd want to do it again. They get you. Yeah, so you'd have like your friends all get together when it was announced. Yeah. You'd have like alerts. Like most things, yeah. You'd be, you'd be spying on the chef's Twitter, just be like, hmm, he's making like sauces. <laughs> I wonder. <laughs> I wonder if these will go in the next burger. And it would kill me too because sometimes I'd be working and I was only like a couple oh. blocks away. But I still couldn't like just take take off and go. And just be yeah. Like, oh. Because it didn't have a fixed time, so I couldn't even be like, I have a half hour break, I can make it. it sounds like the And you have to stand in line for a while anyway. The one in Calgary did work the same way, but they were getting like three hundred and fifty people showing up in their alley. Mm-hmm. So they switched to a food truck. Yeah, not the same. Yeah, well, and the other, the reason that they passed out tokens is because you aren't technically allowed to like sell food in an alley, yeah. but you can sell tokens, <laughs> and then those tokens can be exchanged for whatever. <laughs> Apparently. Mm-hmm. Ah, it was. It started yep. in Calgary. The Edmonton person was inspired by the Calgary person. Yeah. And it was better. Well, no, I'm taking this. I'm claiming it. Win for Calgary. Ugh. Ugh. <sighs> Deal with it. I'm, no. <laughs> hmm. Well, Corey, any memories? Oh, I'm going to eat so many foods when I'm up in Edmonton. Memories of recording Ghostwatch 2016 this time? Of this episode? It's just, like, kind of how mind-blowing the, like, going, the transition from the fight in, like, the area by the temple with the, all of the jackets and the stupid kick all the way up to, like, just face-palming while Taco is, like, up in space talking to a child, <laughs> and then descending from the heavens with a, a lady in his arms, and that kind of thing. It's a very busy episode. Eh, it's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> There's less incomprehensible things that happen here. Like, it, it was kind of always obvious that Taco would resurrect canon once yeah. he found out about her. Yeah, like, narratively speaking, there's no, there's no way for him to be a good guy and, like, let makoto's sister die yes i think either one would have been justifiable no no not for a hero not not for not for a common rider yeah unless like if they got a hint that there was some other way to save her oh yeah maybe but no he's gonna be he's gonna be dead forever It's, it's just the way of the things i guess Boy. Let's see. It sounds like the sort of thing a swarm of bees would do. Hmm. <laughs> mm. not, not understanding our our human like need to sa- for self sacrifice. Yeah, bees, bees, bees don't understand anything about self sacrifice. <laughs> um, they only use right. their you one me, you me their one stab for the hive to kill themselves. Whatever. Well, that or clogging the entranceway with their yep. bodies. They do that too. But no, uh, tell me again. Bees don't understand self-sacrifice. Listen, bees don't understand self-sacrifice because they've got That's probably true. tiny, tiny brains. But if you group uh, those brains together into a, a hive mind, if you will. I, I what? Just, no. what kind of science fiction nonsense are you talking about? <laughs> 
Not all hives are hive minds. <laughs> it's just it's just because it's in the name. <laughs> really, Corey? Really? Yes. <laughs> I can say it, and I'm allowed to say yeah, it. Okay. I'm not a bee. <laughs> If B was to say not all hives, then that would yeah. be offensive. Exactly. Gotcha. Good thing there's no... Because, like, how would they move their mouth parts to make those sounds? Like, maybe, they, maybe they'd spell... Maybe the hive would spell it out. Yeah, they do with the like, you remember the You remember the snowplow? Like, you remember... Yes. You remember that? Like, imagine that speaking. Ooh. Ooh. With its snowplow mouth. Yeah, right? Black. No one wants that. All right, we're we're done here. Okay. So, uh, my name is Creator Dickinson, and you may find me on Twitter at Absalar. Uh, my name is Adam Wasserman, and you can find me on Twitter at at Gold Sarcasmium. And my name is Alexi Peppers, and you can find me on Twitter at Am Peppers. But don't because she's a swarm of bees. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>